development content in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Grosso Coach. Today we start exploring the art of giving and delivering feedback. A skill that can benefit you in your career but also in your private life. First of all, let me say that feedback can be positive or negative. For some reason, the word feedback sounds like a problem. <laughs> feedback, oh my god, we have to change something. And it's true that feedback is typically associated with change. But feedback can also reinforce a positive behavior. Actually, I would encourage you, find opportunities for praise and gratitude. Because positive feedback helps people grow, helps people cement what they already know and build on top of it, right? So in this episode, I will focus more on the negative feedback and especially delivering negative feedback because it is very difficult, very, very complex. Saying, great job, continue in this direction. So easy, <laughs> everyone is happy. But saying, this is not good, we need to change, is way more difficult. Giving negative feedback is an art because most humans have a tendency to take things personally. They get offended. And you could restrain from offering advice, don't ask me for feedback. I don't want to give you feedback so you don't get angry. But there is a big but here. If you want to be a great friend, a great leader, a great partner, a great um, parent, there will be times when your feedback is required and it must land the right way. Okay, so together today we will explore how to deliver feedback, negative feedback. And then, of course, we will also have um, episodes where we explore how to deliver positive feedback, to receive negative and positive feedback, how to ask for feedback if you want to be a leader of your life, uh, if you want to be a super top performer, right? Asking for feedback is important. But today, let's talk about giving negative feedback. Who can give feedback? Everyone, literally everyone. Feedback is not for the managers only. Anyone who cares about someone's development can give feedback. We can learn so much from one another. And if everyone gave other people some feedback, some great feedback, oh my God, the world would grow so much. But why don't people do it? Why don't people give feedback, especially negative feedback? The first manager I ever had once told me this and I will never forget it. Giving feedback is either throwing a brick or throwing a ball. If you allow a football metaphor uh, here, you can be the player making the assist for your teammate to score, or you can be the player who kicks the ball straight to his face and breaks his nose. I used face in the metaphor in the attempt of being polite. You see, when you give someone a feedback, it can be an assist. It can be something that allows them to become a higher version of themselves. 
but it can also be a brick, like a brick thrown like at their face at 100 kilometers per hour. And that's the problem, right? We, we must, we have to deliver feedback the right way. So how can we do it? Let's have a look at a couple of frameworks. In her book, Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity, Kim Scott presents four types of feedback personalities, depending on how much the giver cares about the receiver and how much the giver is honest and challenges the receiver. Let's have a look at these four personalities. Number one, if the deliverer does not care about the receiver and does not share honest feedback, this is called manipulative insincerity. This is the worst kind of feedback you can ever offer. And in my opinion, guys, this is not even a feedback. This is just waste of time. This is bullshit. This is fake. Trust is not built and change does not happen. Okay. Number two, if the deliverer cares about the receiver, they love them, but they do not share what they truly think. This is called ruinous empathy. Kind people who are afraid of hurting someone's feelings practice ruinous empathy. Why is it ruinous? Why is it bad? Well, since you're not being honest, the receiver might think, oh, I'm doing well. They love me. And they do not actually change behavior, which is counterproductive in the long run, because then they will get back to you and say, you should have told me this sooner. And you're like, shit, you're right. I should have. I didn't, right? I didn't want to hurt you. Now, if the opposite happens, number three, if the deliverer is not tactful, is not thoughtful about the counterpart, right, is too direct in sharing the feedback, this is called obnoxious aggression. This feedback is too much to take in. The receiver gets defensive when presenting with the harsh feedback and they do not perceive that you truly care about them. They're like, oh my God, this is so mean, right? And this can lead to resentment in relationships, at work, wherever, right? Especially if the person is fragile, they will resent you. So what is the best way of delivering feedback? If you care about the person and you tell them the truth, what they need to hear, this is called radical candor. This is the golden feedback. The receiver sees how much you empathize with them, how much you care with them. Um, they will appreciate that you are honest with them because you want the best for them, right? So you care about them, but you're also honest with them. You're honest exactly because you care so much about them. And radical candor, also called uh, tactfully direct, leads to profound change, okay? So today I will present you a couple of tools which are very simple yet incredibly powerful when you want to share some feedback with people in your life. The first tool, which is a great tool in my opinion, is called SBI. S stands for situation, B for behavior, and I stands for impact. First of all, you want to clearly picture the situation. If you're giving someone some sort of feedback, the situation must be super clear. What are the when? and the where of the situation to which you are referring. Was it yesterday in the cafeteria, last week at the team meeting, this morning when we met a client? Okay. Number two, you need to describe 
with extreme accuracy. Like accuracy must be like crazy. You have to describe the behavior. This is important. It must be a fact that you directly observed. Some people go and want to deliver some feedback. And some people say, John told me, Mary told him, Stephen told her that you did that. And they're like, but how can you be sure this is the correct <laughs> um, development of the, of the facts, right? You must share something that you directly observed. It must be something you witnessed firsthand, okay? Number three, finally quantify the impact of the negative behavior. Explain how their actions, the actions of uh, uh, your employee, for instance, affected you or the company. What happens if this person keeps doing that? Explain what would happen if the person does not correct the mistake. Because this helps them understand the mistake and take a corrective action. And also it explains how a different action leads to a different result. Okay. Let me give an example of how a manager uses this situation behavior impact to, to give feedback. Of course, I want to say something very important that is never mentioned in books, but it's very important. The best leaders use a mixed communication style. They ask questions, they make statements, they share their experiences, they direct when needed. So if you want to be fantastic at giving feedback, you will need much more than a simple tool, right? However, it is definitely a good um, start, a starting point. And I will give you an example here, just so that uh, it can be more clear. So for instance, you could say, hi, Jake. Hey, listen, this morning at the team meeting, Julie was keen to present her ideas for the team activities. However, you were very enthusiastic and this led you to talk for most of the time and Julie seemed sad because she did not have the chance to speak at the end. Even if your contributions are always on point, I would encourage you to be mindful of your teammates' perspective. Giving space to Julia does not mean you will not have room to express your ideas. Actually, it's the opposite. If you support Julia and practice active listening, she will feel like her voice matters to you and to the team. And in turn, she will become a supporter when it's your turn to speak. Right? So you see how this simple framework allows you to pass the feedback in a way that the situation is clear. It was a team meeting. The behavior is clear. Jake did not let Julia speak. And this caused the impact. Julia was said. Now, in the same situation, the team meeting, a different action, Jake leaving space for Julia and listening to her, will lead to Julia feeling heard. And Jake also benefiting because he now has an ally. Okay? If you would like to give feedback to a friend or a spouse, so not on the workplace, there is an, so when feelings are involved, a very interesting framework is offered by Simon Sinek. He says, take the specific situation, the specific action that was taken in the situation, then explain 
how you felt because of that action and then say if this happens repeatedly these could be the consequences and i love it it's so simple so effective also as the other one example for example if you could say um you could say hey i haven't seen you all week because you were out with friends every night every day and i'm often home alone and you come back very late so we never have the chance to speak because we work during the day i'm more than happy that that you see friends right and and enjoy but i also want to be a part of your life and i would be happy to hang out with you guys or have one dinner per week just for us you know just the two of us if this continues i'm afraid this relationship cannot work out okay so you explain the specific situation the specific action this person is never at home how you felt because of this you felt lonely and if this happens repeatedly this is not a relationship that can work okay now towards the end of the podcast I wanted to share uh, seven things to consider if you want to share feedback, if you want to deliver feedback in the right way. And I will also have a full episode on this so that you can get maximum value only on tips and tricks on how to deliver feedback in the right way. Uh, however, I wanted to share something today because it has to do with the frameworks that we saw uh, before, right? So here we go. Number, number one. Number one is the context. Be curious about the context and ask questions and questions and questions to better understand the situation. Our brain, and this is very interesting, our brain has a tendency, first of all, to draw conclusions, even if these conclusions are often wrong, and second of all, to draw negative conclusions. If you want to be a great leader, you must do the opposite, you must Assume good faith. Do not assume someone did something wrong on purpose because, believe me, this is not usually the case. We all try to do the best we can do with the tools we have at any given situation. So assume good faith and be curious. Ask them a lot of questions. Number two, bad news first. How many times have you received feedback and the person says, Hey, great job here. This was amazing. But um, I have some critics here. And they start with a list of problems and they're like, what the hell? You know, they told me this was, this was good. So neuro-linguistic programming studies show that if we use a but in our sentence, anything that comes before the but gets automatically deleted in our mind. So if you say, for instance, you look great, but I don't like the shoes. What the other person hears is, I don't like the shoes. <laughs> Has it ever happened to you with uh, maybe your girlfriend or someone you, you like? If you really have good and bad news to share, give the bad news first. I don't love the shoes, but you look great overall. The emphasis on the end. Okay. What comes after the but? Number three, the deliverer matters. Let's say, for instance, that you and your teammate have a discussion and another teammate, same level, right? Same level of seniority approaches you and he tells you, for instance, hey, 
this is not a nice behavior, I want you to be nicer. You will probably be, what? Excuse me, who are you, my manager? No, right, then shut up, thank you. Like, I don't want to hear you telling me what I'm supposed to do because my manager tells me what I can or cannot do, right? My manager shares the feedback with me. So the delivery matters. If you want to deliver feedback, make sure that you are in a position where the feedback is welcome, okay? And this brings me to another point, actually. Number four, what is your relationship with the receiver? I will share something personal here. When I was in high school, one night we went to a club and there was a fight in the club. And you know how people are like 18, 19 years old, they're like, oh my God, what is happening? You know, everyone was uh, freaking out. And I remember <laughs> this guy next to me saying, no worries, I know the guy, let me speak to him. So he gets close to the guy, he tells him something, and this guy punches him straight in the face. And this guy just <laughs> basically is like, what is happening, you know? But why did it happen? You know, why did this guy punch him in the face? Because this guy did not take into consideration the relationship that he had with the uh, receiver. Maybe they were not great friends. Before giving people advice, that's what I'm, this is what I'm trying to say. Make sure that these people appreciate your advice. If you're a new manager and you find yourself in a tough spot, say something like, I know we have never spoken before, but I feel that the situation needs to be addressed. Okay. Number uh, five. Never discuss what is true, what is fair, what is was fault it is. We all have different perceptions. When two people fight, think about this. When two people fight, they're both convinced that they're right. When you deliver feedback, try to be objective about the context. Otherwise, we risk discussing about opinions and opinions are very personal, right? You can be right, you can be wrong. They're context dependent, right? Number six, communication channel. Some people hate giving feedback, so they leave it as last item for the day, for instance. Then they send an email before going to bed. Imagine a person who received this feedback from you. What do you think? It's like, why are they sending me this now? The receiver does not have time to reply or even to call you to ask for clarifications. It is much better to speak to them the following day at work you have to make this effort. And finally, identity. When delivering feedback, be careful about identity, how people see themselves. Some people are very fragile. If you tell them this quarter you did not perform well, they start thinking, oh my God, now the entire company will think I'm a poor performer, my team will not respect me. Or in a relationship, right? If you state, this week you did not have a few minutes for me. Your partner might think, oh my God, I'm a bad partner. Um, they will leave me. They will not love me anymore, etc. So be very careful about identity. Okay. Remember to reassure people. A feedback, and this is the most important piece actually of today's podcast. The feedback is just a feedback. A feedback is something you take objectively, not personally. And you say, okay, what can I learn from this? 
It's the first step of an upward progression. Okay? That's what I've got for today's episode. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who could benefit. And if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me Mato Grosso Coach, it would be amazing too. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Make your life a masterpiece. See you next week. I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day. Give me the name.